Welcome to ADI, Auto-Driven Artificial Intelligence, the podcast that shows you how to leverage the power of chat-based AI in your business. I'm your host, Laura Humley, and this is my co-host. Together, we'll explore this cutting-edge tool, its legal and ethical implications, and the delicate balance between human creativity and artificial intelligence. So buckle up and let's dive in. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with Crystal Meldrum, a BYU graduate who postponed her dream to get published to raise her team, her six children. Despite a deteriorating marriage, she found solace in painting and her faith. After a decade of dedication, she published her books and her art at havenlight.com. Crystal empowers women to pursue their dreams while raising happy, organized families at organizeyourjoy.com, and she hopes to inspire you to organize your joy. And today, Crystal is talking with us about her journey as an artist using AI. And as I was telling you before we began, Crystal, I find this story of yours and how you are using this so inspiring and so exciting for artists for illustrators and so i just we're just going to dive in here and i we have some questions we would just love for you to um share your journey so could you share with us your journey into the world of ai and chat-based ai and what attracted you to start using it well, I'll tell you the total truth. My children came home from their dad's house and mentioned um, that my former spouse was writing books. And I was like, what? And I was just, they're like, yeah, he's done seven to 10 books in a few months. And I was like, and I mean, my life work has been like, I want to make books. And I've taken like five years to make four books. My fourth book's just barely coming out in July. And I was like, what? He's done seven to 10? <laughs> and so I was just like, and I said, how did he do that? And they said, chat GPT. And I was like, I just had to figure out what is this? I never heard of it. And so I looked into it and I was like, oh, well, at first my thoughts was like, oh, kids are going to use this in school and they're going to never learn again. But, you know, I was just realizing this is going to help me so much because at the time I was in my 11th, well, I had just finished the 10th revision of my first novel. The Lost Mermaid. And I was like, I'm just going to go through this because I've gotten feedback. My mom, she loves me to death, but she's like, you're not that great of a writer. And I'm like, oh, wow. that hurts, man. I really want to be a great writer. But anyway, so I read through the book and any line that sounded choppy or not just beautiful, mm-hmm. I would just put it in the chat. And then I would have it rewrite that line and or two lines. And at least I had the gift to be able to see the bad sentences, you know? Yeah. Anyways, and then my editor had kind of talked to me and said, are you sure that's all that you want to happen when the girl first meets the mermaid? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm exhausted. I need to paint 36 paintings to advertise this book. And I'm exhausted. Wow. But then I was like, you know what? I could put this in the chat and say, what would a girl think the first time she sees a mermaid? Mm-hmm. And so it came up with some great ideas. And so I tweaked it and put it in and I was like, this is gold. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. So what is, as you're working with this, what's your biggest challenge while integrating AI into your work? What do you find the most challenging and how do you overcome it? Okay, so I think really just fear and guilt. Um, Like it does hurt my ego a little bit that I didn't write that book all by myself. I mean, I had written that book 
once, 22 chapters, and you still hadn't met the mermaid. And so I scrapped <laughs> that first book. And then I have interns that work for me. And one of them finished writing a novel when she was 13. Wow. And so I had her and her sister and another intern over for like two day blitz weekend. I said, okay, girls, I need you to help me write this mermaid novel. I need it to get people right from the go. I need, I don't have the whole plot figured out. Help me. And we all opened a Google doc and like four of us were writing at the same time on one thing, but it just got me started. And, you know, I, I was able to figure out, okay, each chapter you have a little cliffhanger. And anyway, so I used a ghostwriter to mm -hmm. get my book started. And, you know, then I finished the first draft by myself eventually. Mm -hmm. But I mean, then I went through 12 revisions and the AI did not do that. Mm -hmm. so right. I did it with a team, you know, and so like you feel a little bit like you're cheating, mm -hmm. you know, okay. so you, feel, you feel guilt and fear, but it's like, you know what? I have been a stay-at-home mom for like 20 years and I need a huge team to be able to accomplish all the books. I want to publish 50 books and I'm like, this tool is going to enable me to write my books and I really need the tool. It's yes. awesome. Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's so interesting that you mentioned guilt. You know, we've talked a little bit about that on our podcast. I mean, you want to speak to that? Well, I um I thought it was more interesting. The um, I mean, the process that you talked about beforehand, you're still getting help, you know, with the book. And there's always help that authors need for their books because no one, no one, no man is an island, you know, no one is good at everything, you know, because there's always like a step that you're not good at, you know. Like if it's the editing, if it's the, how do you make all the, the words fit together nicely? Or if it's, uh, I mean, other authors obviously experience this because they, they hire you to draw the paintings for them, for their books. So, yeah. And, you know, you think about it, like with, with what you're mentioning about the process and about involving other people in the process. So we look at Hollywood writers, for instance, and, you know, there's a big to do right now with their strike and the AI component of it. They, they want to have a ban on AI. AI, um, the usage of AI. I don't know, Crystal, if you've been following that at all. Um, but they're demanding from the motion studios that yeah. there's a total ban yeah. on any AI usage by motion studios because it could put them out of business. But our view is that it's only going to put the bad ones out of business. Okay. <laughs> the ones who are actually good writers, they're going to go on and lead their own projects. But, you know, even in that scenario, when you look at a TV show, you're going to see two screenwriters as the head headline, this screenwriter and this screenwriter, maybe, maybe one even. But there's a whole team of like 12 or 15 people who worked on that script. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about guilt or we talk about the process using a community aspect, having that community aspect has always been a part of writing. Absolutely always. It's always been that, whether it's your editor, you know, saying, hey, like you said, do you want to do something else with the mermaid and the girl meeting? I mean, that suggestion alone is someone else's input. And so, and, it, and I love that you keyed in exactly AI is a tool. It's a tool in our toolbox. And do we say that we don't use hammers because they, you know, we feel or, guilty for not using our hands. Right. Yeah. You know, or we don't feel guilty for not using a rack. I mean. Yeah. We feel guilty for using a calculator when we're, mm -hmm. you know, 
not really feeling like doing mental math at the moment. It right. You feel guilty. Right. You're right. And then like one other thing is, so now I'm also using art AI to okay. help me paint all the paintings. Mm. And, and, but I also have a studio assistant. I figure out, okay, this is what I need the painting to look like. And then I tell her, okay, I need you to find a different thing. And then she does the Photoshop work for me because I can only paint 16 hours a week because I'm a stay at home full-time mom of a lot of kids. I have a kid that has cancer. I'm just like, yeah. I have a lot going on. And so yeah. my 16 hours, I can't spend all my time doing the Photoshop work. And so, and like the thing is, is Rubens and Michelangelo, Leonardo Vinci, a lot of them worked with a team. Yes. Yeah. And so I am working with this team. Like I have a digital assistant and, and they're right. like at church, a little girl came up to me and she's like, could I be your intern? And I was like, yes, you can. <laughs> and so it's just fun that I can. And like, I have a, a 12 year old son who I'm having him start painting. He's painting for me too. Oh, great. Cool. Just getting the first coat of paint. And it's like giving us a way to connect. Yeah. I, I love painting in real life. Like digitally painting isn't fun. Mm -hmm. So, but I love moving the paint around. And so I'm getting to move around paint and then I'm getting to apprentice all these people, you know, That's wonderful. Yeah, and really involving them in the process, you know, and teaching them skills that they're going to be able to use. Yeah. So. yeah. So, wow. That wonderful. So you have a book coming out in July. Yes. Is it the, the Lost Mermaid? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that story. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So, uh, I was swimming in a pond when I was around 13 and I like just kind of out of the corner of my eye, I saw a girl in the cattails and it was just the top of her. And I, I looked back and there was no one there. And I was like, oh, it's just my mind. But then I had this thought like, what if there was a girl like me that, you know, lived in a farmhouse and then there was a pond in her backyard and she found a mermaid and I was just like, that would be the best story. So I had to like, I thought about the story for 20 years, just thinking about where would this happen? Like, and in California in 1964, there was a flood that, you know, there was this farm valley, uh, Ferndale, California, where they had a flood. And so I was like, that's how, because I live in Utah and there would never be a mermaid found in a pond in Utah. So I was like, but <laughs> right by, um, by the Redwood Forest, there's, you know, this river that goes up to the Redwoods. And it's just, I was like, that's where the setting will be. And so it's just it. fun to put the puzzle piece together over time, you know, and I have tried using the AI for plot, like for my sequel and my next book, I said, write me a great sequel. And mm -hmm. the plot was terrible. Right. So, because human ideas are really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And also it was probably like, well, this is a sequel. I don't mm -hmm. know what you want. Yeah. We've talked a lot about that, about how AI enhances human creativity. And so we are the big, we're the ones who generate the big ideas and it can give us little ideas, right? Or expansions of ideas, but a big idea, like what you're talking about, you are an artist, you know, and at heart, you're an absolute creative, you know, they say in art, right? Impressionism happened because of new paint, right? So the entire uh, movement of impressionism in art happened because they got new paint colors. And so this technology sparked these creative geniuses to do more and do things differently. And, and so when we, you know, when we consider that this is, think of the genius that came out of having new paint colors, right? And so here we have genius coming out of this new technological tool. So I love that. Um, so what's the most valuable piece of advice that you've received about working with AI that you could share with us? 
Um, so I would just say it's just a tool, you know, it, it doesn't replace humans. Um, Good. And I, I don't think you have to put rules around it. Like, I mean, I am really happy that my first novel was written without AI until the 11th revision. But I was trying to tell myself, Crystal, now only use AI on your, you know, never use it on your first draft. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not okay with that. Like Good. yeah, Walt, Walt Disney, he had a staff of thousands. Yes. And I would like to be an influence like him. And so beautiful. like for me, like having the art AI is like having a thousand pre-visualization Disney artists. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. Julie dreams of having a sister, but instead lives with a cruel father and seven brothers. Everything changes when she discovers Emerald, a mermaid in her pond. This is just the beginning of The Lost Mermaid, available on Amazon at the link in the description. Enjoy this beautifully illustrated novel for all ages. You know, and, yeah. and so, you know, I'm using it now with first drafts and I'm using it just because it's more important to get the story out there. I'm really passionate about helping people that have been bullied and I want them to you know, figure out how to get their self-esteem from God. Mm -hmm. And like Hollywood isn't writing these messages anymore. They're, they're just selling a bunch of just shallow messages. Yes. So yeah. Somebody like me that has a lot of heart and meat, you know, like, I'm like, I can write and influence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And you're using the AI as a, as a tool to be able to write more cohesively faster because yeah. eventually you would find the right set of words right theoretically but yeah. it would just take you longer yep. yeah but i'm 45 and like like i'm you know i believe in prayer and god and so like i i prayed and asked god could i please be a good writer and he said it will take a long time <laughs> and i was like what and i was like then that's when i decided i'm gonna get ghostwriters to help me get started Right. Because what do I have to do? Wait well, till I mean, when did that? Yeah. When did when did that when did that prayer happen? Like I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. No. So AI was an answer to prayer, wasn't it? Probably. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see it the same way. I love it. Yeah. Well, and you're such a you know the thing is we only have so much time in a day. We only have so many hours in a day, and you're focused on being a mom and being a great mom and also being an artist. And you love your art, and you're an amazing artist. Even if you know, I mean, yeah, obviously using digital media for pre ideas or you know whatever you want to do with it, it's still art. Mm -hmm. But as you're, but I know your work. Your work is extraordinary. So as we're thinking about this, how could you have time to be a great writer organically, right? Without any tools and a great artist and a great mom. I mean, are you exhausted just thinking about it? We got to make sure yeah. you have a typewriter as well, actually, <laughs> because we can't use computers anymore. That's, that's a tool, right? Right. There you go. Right. Or no, longhand. Forget that. Ink with quills. Yeah. yeah. But it, I like yeah. it legible personally, but... That's and just... then and then being a single mom, it's like now I get to fix the cars, I get to oh, do no. the bills, I get to do mm -hmm. all these things. I used to have a support partner. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I needed as much tools and help. And like for me, the way I think about it is like I put in all these karate kid years. Like when I was I was the oldest of 11 kids. I had a handicapped brother a year younger than me. And my mom really needed help. We had a farm. 
And I was just like, I wanted to go to my room and create and paint. But mm-hmm. my mom was like, I need you. I know your time will come. Aww. I graduated, but I had a baby, you know, I got married and had a baby. And then I had six kids and I wanted to paint, but I've just, I couldn't just, they needed a lot of help. Yes. You oh know? yeah. That's, that's how kids. And, and then like one day I was going out of the school and I just love being in the school. And I felt God say, your time will come. Aww. And I'm like, Beautiful. it it is here it is happening yes yes and, like I have time I get to like it's been a blessing you know being a stay-at-home mom in the beginning was kind of a little bit boring and hard but now it's like because I have not left I've been able to like when my kids go to school I have time mm-hmm. my kids have learned how like when I first started painting 20 hours a week at first they were upset and they're like we want you to clean the kitchen you know and I'm like well I, I, I help you clean the kitchen sometimes, but why can't you clean it? And they're like, well, you painted 60 hours this week. And I was like, what? I, I got to check my log and I had been logging my hours. Cause that's how I've got my, my, myself to actually paint. Yeah. And it said I had painted 17 hours that week. And I was like, oh, phew, my child, there's a chance you might turn out. Okay. You're not, you know, this abused person. <laughs> you can clean the kitchen. I know you can do this, you know? That's great. And so, you know, they did. And anyway, but I just, I just, it's exciting that every, anybody can use this, you know. Absolutely. Well, can you recommend a resource that has helped you understand or utilize AI more effectively that we could share with our listeners? Yes. Um, So it's just more of a concept. So Mm -hmm. one time I asked my boy, I was like, I don't know what to do with this situation, you know? And he's like, mom, you just want me for a rubber ducky. And I was like, what, what is that? And he said, well, programmers, they had these programmers that were trying to solve their program. And they decided that they would give all the programmers a rubber ducky because when the programmer would talk out the problem with a a person or a rubber ducky, a lot of times they would figure out the problem. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, like, I'll have a problem with a plot point and I'll be like, oh, who can I find to talk to? Or I'll be at the swimming pool and I'll talk to some random stranger. Or now I have also the chat that I can say, you know, what are some great, you know, titles of a merman that mm-hmm. start with the letter blank? And it will just quickly give me a great, you know, list. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so using it as a rubber ducky, using a person that you're kind of talking to back and forth, like asking questions. I love it. Great idea. Great idea. If you were to start over today, knowing what you do about AI and its impact. Okay. How would you approach integrating AI into, into your work in the first week? The way that I fill my bucket is writing, painting, and I would just open up a document, two documents, one called you know, whatever the title is, maybe it's the mermaid's return first draft. And then another for um, the mermaid's return cut and orphaned. And so I just start putting my ideas in those two documents and just, you know, have the first draft grow. And as I edit things out, put it in the cut and orphaned other document and put ideas, you know, that's a great idea. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way you're not losing anything that you've written. You're putting in this other document. And um, I don't know if you remember what I've always recommended with book marketing, that you take all that orphan material and you see if you can incorporate it into your marketing. So even a cut scene from a novel. So you take that 
cut scene and you share it in a blog post or you use it as backstory and then it's all it it you don't lose it unless it doesn't go along with the way the story evolves but yeah so then you you do get to repurpose it in a sense in other ways that's very cool very cool all right i love that well looking into the future what developments or possibilities in AI are you most looking forward to in the next year? Video AI. Oh. I am so excited because like I have uh, this book that I wrote called Sammy about this little bee that's born in this hive. He's too small to get a job that he eventually- I remember himself. him. Yeah, I, I finally ah. published that book. And then um, I had a team of students at um, by the high school. Uh, it's called the Advanced Learning Center at the ALC. and they made um, videos, like 10 videos, and they, but they use puppets, you know, and, but if we could be able to like make these little movies of Sammy and just say, um, have a bee, do this. Okay. Put in this dialogue, you know, I mean, it's like, I can really be Walt Disney. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm looking forward to that too. All right. Let's have it. Yeah. <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. Well, what's your favorite quote or mantra, if you will, that guides your work in AI and why does it resonate with you? Okay, well, this is my favorite quote for my website, organizeyourjoy.com, but also works for, you know, for AI. The queen bee only does what only the queen bee can do. Ooh. And, and a guy, if he wants to think of it for him, the QB only does what only the QB can do. I love it. Oh so my like, goodness. Like for me, like, sure, I can clean the kitchen, but so can my kid. Yeah. So they can clean it. You know, I can do all the laundry, but so can they. But what is the thing that only I can do? Like only I could can read a book to my boy like a mom can read a book to her boy. Mm -hmm. You know, no one can replace that. And so right. it's like, I get to think about more and more, what can I delegate? And my brother is a very successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And he said, one thing that he's learned is that the creator of the businesses, a lot of time, somehow they are the bottleneck. Mm -hmm. That Crystal, I am the bottleneck. You are the bottleneck. How are you the bottleneck? Like for me, sometimes it's not hiring the digital help. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just not, I don't know, indecision, you know, anyway, like having yes. too many yeah. ideas, but so anyway, he's just, he just said, you know, you need to figure out kind of like, what is your low hanging fruit? You do that. Like for me, I have to paint and I have to write because without me, those, those stories and yes, that right. art will not get done. I love it. I love it. Well, what daily or regular habit has most significantly impacted your work with AI? Log your hours. Okay. So that, like I said before, that's how I got started. Like I hadn't painted consistently for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so I just started logging my hours and I found that like usually by Friday, I had zero hours in. Cause like each day I try to do something like Sunday, day of rest, Monday, laundry, Tuesday, you know, it was like clean the whole house. Wednesday, anyway, by Friday, it was like, I have not got my hours in. And so I really would just like work really hard and I'd get my hours in somehow on Friday and Saturday. And, mm -hmm. but like people, 
if they log their hours, yeah, they can create. And when you sometimes when you work with art AI, mm -hmm. you get sucked down a vortex rabbit hole and you feel like you're just creating all this art and you're like, it's like addictive and you're just like <laughs> swirling with like <laughs> ideas and ah, you know. I love it. But like what I tell myself is like, if you're not writing or painting, like that, that's really not your hours. Mm -hmm. like I really need to be painting or writing. My goal is like 20, 24 hours a week. So I can okay. do that one day if I didn't sleep, but I don't do it that way. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I try to, I write like for three hours, one day on one book. Yeah. I've tried doing it in small chunks with like 20 minutes and that doesn't work. Okay. But I, I, it works better to like, when I paint, I do four hours. So when my kids are at school or like at night, I'll just paint and I film it. So it's making a time-lapse of it. Cool. Nice. Very good. What so question do you use um, it for marketing? I was, uh, I was a little curious about what, how do you use the art AI? Do you use it to generate like, um, uh, like, uh, what's the word? Not stills, um, like, uh, references. Yes. Use it to yes. reference. Okay. Use it to yeah. generate so, references for you. So I'll just kind of tell you a little bit about how art typically is done mm -hmm. and, and my process. So typically, you know, I got an illustration degree. And so typically you like, you think of what is your message? Then you do a thumbnail, then you do a black and white study, then you do a color study, then you take photos and then you do a really good detailed sketch mm -hmm. and then you paint it. And by the time I'm like this really fluid, intuitive person, so yeah, you're bored. I to mm -hmm. all that, I was like, the creative energy has just been sucked out of me. Hello. Mm -hmm. Yep. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> as I, I kind of, I did just like, I experimented for like 10 years and so I just copied people that I loved and I, you know, tried every medium I could. And what I started to do was paint crazy abstracts and then turn it every direction and say, what can you see? You know, do you see? And they're like, I see a mother and a child. I see a horse. And then I'm like, okay, then I'll paint that in, you know? So I kind of, right. that had energy and life. Mm -hmm. And, and so then now like, I don't have to go through all these steps. Like I know the steps, mm -hmm. but I can just say, you know, I could tell the art AI how to do this and then it will create something. And then there'll be some wonky anatomy. Mm -hmm. and I, I was in life drawing for many years. So I can say, Oh, there's something wrong with that arm. So I go on the computer <laughs> and we go get a new arm, pop on the new arm. And then I'll, I'll show you what I do. So like, here's an example. So I'll make a little, I'll make this little picture. Oh, very cool. Okay. So it's just wow. like, you know, a guy carrying a woman, but then I put yeah. a mermaid tail on her. Mm -hmm. And then the art AI, I made this picture in the back, but mm -hmm. I didn't paint the two little kids, you know, mm -hmm. but then what I'll do is I'll take this little sketch, you know, image, I'll put it in my projector, trace it on. Mm. And then I can paint it. And I mean, I don't have to do a value study. Right. I, I don't have to do a color study. I'll, I'll show you the finished painting. Anyway, so. Oh, yeah. But this is just the first coat. And then I'll do right. one more coat of details. Right. But, of course. You know, it, it made the whole process much faster for you. Is, is the yeah. Point. It was just, it was just awesome. That's lovely. That's awesome. One of my weaknesses mm -hmm. is 
I, I have ADHD tendencies. I don't really have a diagnosis, but I, you know, I get like, oh, that looks shiny. Oh, yeah, that's right. shiny. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm just like getting on the internet is really hard for me because I can like, okay, I'm looking for a picture of a, a guy holding a girl. And then, ooh, that looks beautiful. What is that? And I just... Sort of like how you were describing earlier, you can like have it generate uh, a bunch of pictures for you and you kind of get sucked in this haze of like more pictures. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have, I've had to create like idea files so that I can calm down. And then right. Like, yeah. So you don't lose them. Right. Cause they're yeah. so important. It's like squirrel. It's like a little squirrel. squirrel. I, I'm a little squirrel too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Last question here. Imagine you wake up tomorrow in a new world where you have no professional connections, but all of your current knowledge and a laptop. You need to start a project leveraging AI. What would you do in the first week? Well, I have a lot of books that I've really wanted to write and create. And I would just, you know, start on those ones that I haven't really done. So I will have a book called The Fairy Queen that has three stories and the paintings are going to be amazing. And the art AI is going to help me so that I can relax when I paint. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I have like this book called Junkyard Joe that I'm writing that it's like this little girl lives by the junkyard man. And he like he gets mad at her for taking stuff off the F from the dump. And then he's like, but I'll make you a deal. If you leave something better than you found it, I'll let you come. And so she starts leaving pine cones and little seeds and things. And then the junkyard just transforms into a garden. Oh, how cool. That's awesome. And so I'm just like, illustrating it is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be like, okay, I'm driving by, see a bunch of tires, because I'm going to have tons of tires with gart flowers. And I was like, oh, I got to take a picture of that. But now it's like, I don't need to do that. I don't have to collect tires. Right. <laughs> That's always a like, good thing. I, don't have to <laughs> <junk>. <laughs> I could just, you know, I could just say, okay, I need to write Junkyard Joe and I can open up a document and get writing. I love it. Well, your newest, your latest book, the one that's coming out um, in July. So where can people find it? Amazon. All my books are on Amazon. All right. Wonderful. Crystal Meldrum, The Lost Mermaid. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been an exciting conversation. It's just amazing to see what um, such creative people like you are doing with AI. It's awesome to hear your process and how it's evolved with AI, I think. Yeah. I do have one other thing I want to tell you. Absolutely. Um, A few ways, extra ways to use AI. You can use it for title ideas, poetry, songs. If you need something to rhyme, it just can save you hours. Oh, um, yeah, that makes sense. And it's taught me a ton, like Laura taught me a ton about marketing. But like in the past, when I finished a book, I was like, I am, I am exhausted. <laughs> I, I don't have the bandwidth to write a hundred marketing posts. But now because of the AI chat GBT can help me write all the marketing posts and it's actually fun. Yes. I write two three lousy sentences and it can rewrite it. So it's like, okay, that'll work. Exactly. We love that too. Absolutely. Oh, it's wonderful. It takes the pressure off. So we get to focus on the things that are truly creative and we get to focus on what really matters. And um, so the, you know, the details and emails or social media posts, or even they de- like if you're really good at writing dialogue and you need to fl- flesh out a description, you know, these kinds of things are just absolutely stellar. And I'm so right there with you. It's amazing. Yeah. So thank you. Great. Yeah. 
Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADI, Author-Driven Artificial Intelligence. We hope that our discussion has inspired you to embrace the incredible potential of chat-based AI in your work. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share ADI. To learn more about how to leverage author-driven AI in your business, visit our website at adiproductivity.com. Until next time, keep exploring and get ahead of the curve with chat-based AI.